It's time for the Hadit.com radio show. Hadit.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this 31st day of December 2014, last day of the year. So you're tuned in. If you're tuned in here, you ought to call in and give us a question or comment. Let us know how your year has been. If you've been successful with the claim, uh, let us know it. Uh, this year. Uh, our call in number is 347 237 4819. Now, our call in number once again is 347 237 4819. So, feel free to call in uh, if you have question or comment. Uh, Jay Bassard's in here today. He'll be uh, my co-host, and uh, certainly welcome him. Uh, uh, today we're going to discuss a little bit here about uh, Charles versus Sinsinki, uh and uh, which is a pretty good court case. Uh, it's it's a uh, uh, can you tell us a little bit about this uh, Charles versus Sinsinki, uh John? How are you doing today, by the way? It's a uh, Charles is a guy that uh, he had filed a claim years ago, and uh, basically the VA didn't really adjudicate it, and, and uh, he tried to appeal it, and they said he couldn't appeal it, and they said it was a done deal, but uh, the court says the R.O. must notify the claimant in writing of a decision affecting the payment of benefits or granting relief, and they didn't do that, so basically this claim was still an open claim. Basically, it was an abandonment issue. The claim was abandoned. So they had to, they fought it out in court, and uh, he got lucky and got a remand to have it adjudicated as an open claim, so his effective date was still back from 1980. <laughs> VA kind of got snake bit. Well, they had to pass up and do the right thing. Uh, it's a shame that the poor guy had to wait so many years to get justice. Uh, that that's always uh, that's not a good thing. I mean, you know, it's great that he he did win, uh, but uh, the VA should have done the job right in the first place. And he could have been drawn getting advantage of that service connection disability uh, through those years that he had to somehow uh, tough it out and get through them. Uh, It's not fair to a veteran. Somebody obviously didn't do their job on this one, Gerald, and it happens a lot with them. You know, anytime you've got a big organization like that, things do fall through the cracks. And uh, whether it's a crack claim, we call them crack claims. Either they're smoking crack or they fell through the cracks, you know. <laughs> yeah. Or someone's up there with a hammer and pounding them through the crack. Yeah, we don't know. But uh, at, at any rate, the man did ultimately get some justice from the VA, and uh, we're, we're glad 
glad to see that. But I hope uh, this went back on the guy that uh, made the mistake on it and screwed it up. Well, I hope it put him out of a job. That's yeah. what I hope. Uh, and uh, those that were working around him uh, seen uh, what happened. Uh, some way or the other, we've, we've got to restore some accountability to those individuals working for the VA uh, handling claims. Uh, uh, there's something really wrong. Uh, there's something a mess with all that. And uh, the VA makes entirely too many mistakes. Uh, I don't know. How many remands do they get, John? I mean, percentage-wise, it's pretty high. Well, in a situation like that, too, the courts and the VBA, they've become uh, remand happy over the past several years. And to tell you the truth, I mean, that's, it's always nice to send something back and have it fixed by the person that made the mistake, so it'll make them understand what they did, and I'm sure that's the purpose of the remand. However, in uh, dealing with a livelihood situation, that's veterans, you know, if he's getting hungry and things like that, they should be able to... They should be able to make an approval right there on the spot, send it to the regional office, and have them go ahead and adjudicate it, and or you know put it together and award it. That would take uh, care of a lot of. Yeah, that that's true, but they don't do that. Well, they should. They don't do that. Uh, they should. They. Uh, they send the ultimately they send these. Remand right back to the uh, courts or the uh, judges, and they turn around and remand them back. And every time that happens, those poor vets are losing two or three years. Uh, it, that's not right. Uh, I think instead of a remand, if someone down the line there at the VA didn't do their job, they should be called on the carpet, not the poor veteran. The poor veteran's the one that's suffering here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they should go ahead and award that claim and explain why they awarded it. Yeah, uh, usually, uh, I've seen too many remands, John, that for, were for actually piddly little things, uh, meaningless, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this case brings a certain precedent because um, <clears throat> this decision was vacated and remanded, so the, their decision got vacated. So that means they took their decision and threw it in a garbage can, and they vacated it for an opinion more, uh, uh, more, more in line with the court's opinion. So basically, this is a reversal, but uh, they didn't, you know, the way they like to word things and. They like to put all the little regulations on there and all the little court cases that's you know that fall into play and all the rules and regulations involved. They'll say that and they'll say these five hundred thousand big words to make one little statement remand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and it's I don't think it's right to the veteran, uh, because Usually, the remand is a result of the VA not doing their job. 
someone in the VA that's working on this claim supposed to get it in order and and uh, presentable to the judge well, and assisting the veteran. They're supposed to be assisting the veteran, not not being in there as a roadblock to him. And then yeah, when the judge gets it, the judge says, oh, this has not been done, this has not been done, and something else has been, not been done, I'll remand it. So that gets back off the judge's desk. The thing travels around for six months before it gets back to the the uh, whoever was working on it, and then it goes it it gets down there at the bottom of the pile. Don't go to the top of the pile. Goes to the bottom of it. See, they told the uh, yeah. They told the VA or the RO uh, oh, this thing's been remitted more than one time. And yes. uh, so they told him back in 1995 they had to get his social security records and and things like that and to their remand order they never did it they never followed up with it with what they ordered to do that. So now they waited to how many years? Almost ten more years, yeah. or eight more years, anyways. So yeah, they go to show you people that. Uh, Something's broken in the system. It needs to be fixed. Yeah, it needs to be fixed uh, real bad. There's uh, This happens too often, too much. Uh, and like I say, a lot of these remands are, are for something that the VA did wrong, not the veterans. No, the majority of them are, because the veteran did yeah. something wrong. If the veteran does something wrong, they look at that as a, a different issue. They won't remand to look at unless unless they've got a, a you know a good reason to do something. But if the veteran did something wrong, it's usually a done deal. Well, they uh, send out a statement of case and this and that, and give the veteran has an opportunity to correct it right away. Mm-hmm. But the VA does something wrong, or someone within the VA does something wrong. The veteran don't know it, and a lot of times it's hidden, I guess. It's uh, pounded down one of those rat holes, or crack, whatever you want to call it. Crack, crack. uh, Yeah, quack, quack. (laughs) It sent to Mr. Duck. Uh, Uh, but uh, he's got to figure out what to do with it. So he's running out of hiding places. Uh, I guess they got stuff hid everywhere. Yeah, well, there's some changes involved with the VA now. You see uh, the new information centers going in, and all the claims are going there, and they're supposed to scan them in the computer and make everything nice and neat and, and try to get everything on an electronic system. So. Have you seen anything on that, uh, John? Any results uh, yet? Or is it too soon to tell? I think it's too soon to tell, Gerald. We'll probably know more along the lines in the uh, 2015. It's coming tomorrow to see what happens. So, but you know, uh, time will tell. Yeah, New Year. Let's hope there's some good changes. Uh, 
in the way the administration works there on the VA's claim uh, uh, and pensions. Uh, it's uh, the way it's working now. It, it it's uh, unacceptable. It uh, we got to do better. The VA has to do better. Yeah, we can always do searches online too if you want to see if they're doing better. Look at the backlog numbers and see how see how they're doing the backlog. But you have to be able to to uh, do double duty and look just not the backlog, but look at the the whole uh, the whole area, the whole range involved. Because you look at the claims backlog and look at the appeals backlog and see what you see. Yeah. If you see like look at it from day to day, and you know, one day you might see the claims backlog in a certain percentage, a certain number. And then it might decrease the next day. If you look at the pills backlog, see if it decreases or increases. Usually you'll see an increase in one, decrease in the other. As a rule, that's true. I, I, as the claims decrease, the appeals increase. It, it, it appears they just go back and forth. That's generated this horrific uh, backlog we have, and and uh, I just don't believe they've addressed that problem aggressively enough. I, I think they could have, uh, they could do better. They, they know it's problems within their own organization, and they need to address those. I don't know, understand why they're not able to. I don't know, but this this case, I've seen a few of these cases had like this where they had these claims open for a long time. Yeah. And that nothing, nothing was ever did. It's still an open claim, you know, and a lot of times they catch it and fix it. But, uh, you know, you, but, uh, you have to look at the uh, 3.156 or 3.103. Uh, it says the oral must notify the claimant in writing of decisions affecting the payment of benefits or granting relief. That's federal law. They didn't. If they don't notify you in writing of a decision, they they violated this three point one zero three. Yeah. But then, it, but a non-adjudicated claim you can't cue it because the decision's not made. A decision's not even been made and alone been final. But uh, a few years ago, there is a word snicking around the VA. It was called deemed denied. Do you remember that, Gerald? So they were trying to cover their butts with claims like this, and if it wouldn't answer in so many days, they'll try to get an automatic denial. But I think the court shut that down too because it's rule they have to notify you. Three point one zero three prevented from doing that, so they, but they tried to slip shuck it and slide it underneath the table, you know. That's one reason, folks. It's so important uh, when you receive communications from the VA. Uh, such as a uh, statement case, uh, uh, be certain to respond to that. Always respond to all communications, uh, even if you don't like what they say. Uh, <clears throat> respond back. I disagree, and this is the reason why I disagree. Yep. Okay. Now you have to use a notice disagreement form now, right? 
think they're uh, made a mistake, but usually if they send a statement of case or explaining why in this statement of case what further information they need from you, be certain you you're, you supply it. It might not be to their liking. You may have to alter it around or something, but at least you've replied back to them. Then it's on their back again to get back with you. It, remember, this is a war of words, and and uh, why they have, uh, the VA has declared war on the veterans is beyond me, uh, uh, but they have. And so mm-hmm. we have to deal with it. It's a war of words. I mean, you can get upset and beat on the phone, cuss them out, go beat up your mailbox because uh, good information. But all that's for naught. <laughs> you got to to uh, uh, you play the game, Joe. Yeah, yeah, you do, yep. and. And that's the importance of securing legal counsel. I, I, I recommend everyone secure attorney uh, as soon as possible. I mean, as soon as you can get one involved, the sooner the better. Uh, if, as soon as you uh, see the word denial on that letter, you need to go ahead and have the phone in your hand. Yeah, uh, discuss it with an attorney, and they'll advise you what to do. Does look like we may have a caller here. Three one four there, uh, area code. If you have a question or comment, uh, how you doing today? Uh, hello. Did we hello? have a? Yes, yes. Go ahead. Carolyn Seabird. Hello, oh, how you doing, T-Bird? Pretty good. I'm sorry I slid into the show a little late. I, I'm not sure what we're discussing. Happy New Year. Well, oh, no, and that's ha- Well, that's um, all right. I, I could be happy early. Well, yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, uh, we get an early start. Uh, right. Because come midnight, I'm asleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I, if all my medications work correctly, I should be asleep. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. Getting them all working right together. Right. So, uh, what? Uh, who's on today, John? Are you here? Yes. Uh, yeah, John's here with me. Uh, and what are we talking about today? We were discussing uh, Charles versus Chicky, and it's a basically it's a court case where uh, poor Mr. Charles had filed a claim back in 1980, and uh, his uh, wonderful folks down in Alabama at the regional office down there in Montgomery didn't adjudicate the claim, and uh, they kept working on it and working on it, and he got a remand back in uh, 1995 or something like that. To, get his social security records and everything. He never got a statement of case, and uh, he tried to appeal the undecided case, and it wound up back in court. And uh, the judge uh, 
took the VA's case and just watered it and threw it out and remanded it back to him to fix it. This was uh, the secretary's failure to respond to an argument. Basically, yeah. It was 3.103. Yeah, the regional office. She must notify the claimant in writing of decisions affecting the payment of benefits or granting relief, among other things. That statement's a pretty big statement, T. Burke, because you remember back a few years ago, they had the famous words that the VA were using back then as deemed denied. Do you remember the, those statements back about oh, six yeah, or seven years denied. ago? Oh, yeah, deemed denied. Yeah, deemed denied. This, uh, so this regulation kind of throws that in the garbage can. <laughs> deemed so that was one thing that we were that we were discussing. But, uh just trying to tell veterans if you've got an open claim out there that's been open for a long time, then you can use that regulation if they haven't notified you. Because we've seen that on had it before, too. I, People have had claims open for years. I found an interesting web page on that at a at a somebody's blogspot website, and uh, I'm going to post a link to that page in the forum under this topic so people okay. looks like they got a lot of research there on that particular case. So people can click on that link and then see the research that this other website has clearly done and looks like they can people it. contribute to it. Yeah. It's a pretty good site. Pretty good site. Well, at least it shows that uh, uh, they have to notify that. I mean, usually what they were pulling is claiming that they sent out a letter or a statement of case, but the veteran never did get them. Well, there seems to be a lot of problems with the mail because... We send them stuff they say they never get. They say they send us stuff that we never got. It's uh, <laughs> We've seen a and post on There was a post on Hattet last week where a guy got a letter in the middle from the VA, and uh, he had 30 days to respond to it, and he got the day, the day after he was supposed to have responded, according to the posting of the stamp on the letter. Well, you know, and I always tell people when you save the you save all your correspondence from the VA, and you should also save the envelope in case it has a postmark, because sometimes you can see that the postmark is way different than the date of the letter. This one was postmarked. This was postmarked uh, correctly the way they did it, but uh, see, I think the VA mailroom has got has got its own. Own postage postage material. I think they postmark them there and stamp them, and, and they probably put them. They probably hide them somewhere and then send them out. And okay. the, the, the post office won't even look at it. They just, uh, you know, when they get it, they'll go ahead and and just send it. Yeah, I I uh, I have no idea on that. Yeah, I that's that's what happened. Seems to be an awful lot of problems with uh, mail getting out and mail coming in. 
what they ought to do in situations like that is put their mail in a put their mail in a basket and take it over to the post office and let them let them postmark it at the post office. That'd be a good countermeasure for that right there. Right. Take that away from them. That'll be that can be addressed too, you know, later on. They're, they got so many issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got a lot of, so a lot many of opportunity. Issues. Well, lot you know, there's a lot of up. There's, <laughs> well, you know, if chaos is opportunity, then the VA has generated a, a, an awful lot of opportunity for itself. Well, we have always said chaos leads to confusion, and the poor veteran is the beneficiary of that confusion. Well, you know, this was a bad year for the VA. It's not the first no, bad year they've ever had. It's getting worse. Uh, so what remains to be seen is whether they will, you know, Rise to the challenge. You see the latest story on the Denver. You see the latest story on the Denver hospital this morning at the news. That new hospital no, in Denver. No, I did not see it. Oh, well, there's some bad over budget and things like that. That one of the congressmen said they couldn't do nothing right. Yeah. <laughs> they said everyone they have a going there over budget, John. Uh, every. Uh, facility that they're working on they're over budget now there's something wrong <coughs> with that picture I don't know who's Even, over that they need to call Disney well, World Disney World buildings on <laughs> you know it being the end of the year and all I and <laughs> at the risk of anybody getting upset that I say anything nice about the VA I would like to say there are a lot of veterans that are with us at the end of this year that wouldn't be without the medical care that they're getting at the VA hospitals. And there are a lot of veterans that are in a better position going into next year because of their compensation claims being granted. Right. And... I'd like to think that HadIt.com has played a little part in that. And uh, and for the doctors and the nurses and the administrators that are out there, for the whistleblowers that have uh, given so much, uh, we really appreciate it. Nice. I think it's important that we say that. It's kind of a reminder, folks. You guys realize that, you know, you go to the VA for health care and you go to the hospital and they treat you, you know, you get pretty good health care. You know, when it's mass-produced health care, but, I mean, you know, they take care of you. You know, you get your medicines and things like that. The doctor sees you. And it's not, I don't know, it's, pretty, it's a pretty good plan. You know, the problem is is the regional office is the, is, is the main problem because you got a claim in especially. And uh, that's where people have all the animosity toward, but people need to learn how to separate the VHA and the VBA, which is the VHA is the hospital and the VBA is the Veterans Benefits Administration, which is the regional office. A lot of guys are going to the VA hospital with a chip on their shoulder because they've got an issue with the VBA. And right. bad goes to worse because they start taking out their VBA issues on the poor folks at the hospital. 
Right. And I'm glad you brought that up, John, because that's important as far as your claim is considered, too. Just because if you go to the VA hospital because you're in some distress and they diagnose you with PTSD or depression and they set you up with counseling and psychiatry and you're going... And don't... That has nothing to do with your claim. Those people are not setting a claim up for you. They they probably don't even mention a claim to you. A claim yeah. is a completely separate thing from help that you're getting at the VA hospital. And it is it can be confusing because when you go for your compensation and pension exam, a lot of times you do have to go to your VA hospital and you're being examined by a doctor or a psychiatrist or a psychologist. And that is not a treatment that that you're receiving that you see at your psychologist that you usually see at the VA. This is more, if it's a, a mental health, it's more of a forensic exam where they're going to try to determine a lot of facts, it's not a treatment. And uh, if it's a physical exam, they're not going to, you know, recommend a course of action. They're just going to examine you. So it's important. And because, you know, it's sort of logical for us to think that they're talking to each other, but it's important for us to know that they are not talking to each other. Yeah, a C&P examiner, especially, and the way it's written is, a CMP examiner is there to do one thing, and that is to render an opinion to the regional office about your medical condition, whether it's service-related or not. They're not supposed to treat you in any way. Now, they can recommend you see your doctor, but they, that's about all they can do. Right. Yeah, and so I kind of, know. But I do, you know, this, I, I was really surprised that I was in the VA system for over a year before anybody even told me about filing a claim, mm-hmm. and that was another veteran. Yeah, the VA is not going to volunteer that information to you, Bert. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but, you know... That would be a self-inflicted wound. <laughs> right. Like you say, they'll say, well, you know, we can't go back any further than this, and you're like, well, you know... But you digest them here, and they're like, well, it's a shame you were so screwed up because if you hadn't been, you might have known enough to file the right. You can say things to certain folks to VA, and you can you can rattle off a reg or a thing on the Title 38 CFO, and they're like, what's that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're not that interested in your claim. And that's not even mentioned. Uh, go in and get your health taken care of. That's what they're there for. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, so it's, you know, and that's an important distinction because a lot of vets that are coming new into the VA system don't understand that distinguishing factor between, you know, it's two separate processes getting signed up for health care and filing a claim if that's what you need to do. But two separate things, they have to be approached separately and probably even yep. talk to people separately. And and, uh, and just because you're getting, 
you know, I, I've heard some they say, well, you know, I got a doctor's appointment coming up, so I'm going to see what he says. I'm like, that's, he's not going to say anything about your claim. You yep. know, or he it's, might, but it won't, you know, it's not really, you know, you need to file now because you got to protect your earliest effective date. It's like two roads, T-Bird. You take the super four lane to get to the medical care in the time. And when you do your claim, you take them. You take the scenic route. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. it's I mean, I, you know, the I felt the whole process was confounding to me in the beginning. I was. So well, that's why you invented this beautiful website you have. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this beautiful website. Just think, and we, and we have to thank the VA for that. Okay, we're sorry. I mean, it might. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you a story about that sometime when we're off the air. <laughs> yeah. You did a very good job of turning a negative into a positive, T-Bird. Hey, I've been making lemonade out of lemons since first. You didn't reverse your polarity. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you know, there you have it. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing what you can do if uh, if you can channel your anger. Yeah. Hey, since we have you on the air, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, give us some information on the head at redesign. How's that going? Well, have you taken a look at it? It's uh, of course. Up. What do you think? Well, I think the information access. I think it's easier to navigate. It should be easier to navigate. It's in a WordPress uh, format now at hadit.com. Uh, it has a menu at the top which links to the various forums, and then a menu, another menu which links to various places on the website. Uh, it has. Uh, VA claims articles, VA law articles, there's VA news, there's my blog, uh, there's a real, there's the podcast, there's, and what I've done with the home page is I said, hey, this is what com is, and this is what you can do here. Very short paragraphs. Then I put a search right underneath that because a lot of people come there knowing that they want what they want to find. So boom, they can find information right away. And then underneath that search, I've gone on to explain how to find information on how to some sample phrases to use, how to keep it simple, and uh, how to post questions on the forum in ways that will generate more replies, you know, instead of I have a question, which is very general. And people who are just scanning the topics, and a lot of people do because many people, ours is not the only forum they go to, and ours is pretty active. So, but if they say, you know, PTSD, CNP, 50% more likely than not or something. Well, that tells us a whole bunch in the topic 
that a lot of people would key in and answer rather than I just, I have the question. So I put in some information about that and also different ways to format your questions so they get answered, like please don't use all caps because it's very difficult to read and please try to break your posts into paragraphs if they're long. doesn't even matter really if you don't know where a paragraph should go. Just every five sentences and break it for us because it's just become too dense and it's hard to read. And, uh, yeah, you don't, you don't want to mix it up. It looks like jello. We need to break it up. Right. <clears throat> and, uh, and then, you know, I have... Uh, and then underneath that are, you know, come my blog and VA claims articles or different things that I found on the net that I thought would be interesting to people. And there's a constant uh, updated thread on the right side of uh, recent discussions in the claims research forum. So you can click on any of those. It will take you right to that particular discussion. Well, that's uh, good. I mean, that's, navigation's the key to any any good website. And it's, well, uh, navigation are be you know at this point our site has so much information that searching is kind of the key mm-hmm. <laughs> because um, the amount of Okay, so we have a lot of, like, web pages that are just articles. We have our service-connected disabilities ratings calculator and stuff. But a lot of the meat and potatoes of what stuff people are searching for are going to be found in the forums. And in those forums, we have 345,033 total posts. So... There's no real way to build a navigation system out of that. We've broken the forums down into various sub-forums and what have you, but still, I think overall, the best way to find information on Hattit is to use the search powered Mm -hmm. by Google, so you can search it just like Google. So if you're looking for PTSD you know, you're going to find it, and then you learn how to narrow things down. You know, IBS plus golf war plus fibromyalgia. And then well, that's a good thing about Haddock because you've got almost 13,000 members. And if you're new to Haddock and you come on and you've got issues, then there's probably a good chance that one or more than one person that's posted on the site before has got issues very similar to what you have. And uh, it kind of gives you a, a, a guideline on how, you know, how to proceed with your claim. That so is absolutely true. That is one of the things that uh, Haddock.com is built, in, built on, that uh, you are not the only one having a problem with your knee. You're probably not the only one having a problem with your knee because you fell down a ladder <laughs> in the Navy, you know. And and it just goes on and on and on like that. And so uh, 
if somebody's already been through it and can give you some tips on what really helped them out that maybe you hadn't thought of, then... If you fell, if you fell down a ladder in the Navy and hurt your knee, you're lucky. Your knee's the only thing that got hurt. <laughs> yes, that is the fact. Because... Uh, but... Being the survivor of a ladder fall, it's a... <laughs> I mean, we, we we all know some people. But yeah, so... But that's a big key ingredient of had it is the membership. And, uh, and, and it should never be underestimated how much the membership uh, does for each other. I, I mean, I, you know, put the website together and I keep everything running and stuff. But it's the membership that comes together to help each other that really makes it a place that people uh, want to join and want to come back to. And, That's uh, what she's called. It's Veterans Helping Veterans, folks. It is. And January 20th, it'll be 18 years. 18 years. Wow. That's a good long time. Yeah, I'll tell you what now. I joined Had It back when it was linear. Back when it was just line for line. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. It's been a long... It's been so long now. I'm starting to forget. You know. i tell you what. Yeah, You know, if... You service folks out there that, you know, have been in the military, you can look up your old groups and your old ships and your old units and stuff. These will have unit pages on Facebook and things like that. You can join those and you can reconnect with your old buddies and people that, you know, that you served with. And uh, you can actually put a shout out to Had It on those places. I mean, I've talked to some folks and mentioned the word Had It, and next thing you know, they're blowing it up. And, That's uh, true. Yeah. We can use all the publicity, any free publicity we can get. Mm-hmm. If you like what we're doing, please do pass it along. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, but it also years, yeah. Also stated to them on other groups and stuff that had it is a claims-based website. We do nothing but veterans' claims and information. Uh, also state that we're not a political activist site and we're not a religious site. So if you come, you know, we, you know, leave that off the site because we don't do it. You know, if it's not about a VA claim or, you know, something to post in the social chat, then we don't need it. That is true. And let me tell you something. I'm not particularly – if that's what you want to do – there are just a ton of websites to do that. What my big thing is, is I want to help veterans successfully adjudicate their claims. And anything that takes resources, time, energy away from that uh, is taking away from what I set as our mission. And yeah, I can't yeah. allow it. Like, for instance, we could get into a long philosophical discussion about the inequities of the veterans' care system. But really, 
you know, go, you know, that's just like conversation for conversation's sake. Where I'm just trying to get people in who need help and need information, or maybe need some encouragement along the way to get their claims done. If we go into politics or religion or you know, even just you know how the VA, you know, trying to screw you or whatever. It just, you know, it takes away from our mission. And we have very limited resources. Some people think that HadIt.com is an organization. HadIt.com is not an organization. It is me and Pete, a volunteer moderator, John, a volunteer moderator, Carly, a volunteer moderator and forum admin, and Gerald and Stretch and John also who does the podcast. That's it. There's nobody else. That's so it. So we have to stay very mission focused. You just met had it dot com in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh and you know, I try to stay and I try to lead my small team of moderators and my rather large group of veterans in the same direction, which is getting your claims successfully adjudicated, not which, having which hypothetical discussions about hypothetical situations that may or may not happen or I don't, you know, or trolling or spamming or, right. I, you know, I just don't have we time to that. We try to teach the veteran how to avoid the administrative colonoscopies often re- administered by the regional offices. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or how to get, or at the very least, how to get through it, you know. Yeah. But, you know, because I... <laughs> Like, oh man, you're gonna get so screwed. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> so, Where do you uh, see had it uh, going in uh, 2015, uh, T-Bird? Well, I'll tell you. I think, and I'm just pondering this idea now over the past six months or so. And I used to uh, spend some time writing articles and various things, but there's so many veterans out there now doing websites like uh, Asnod and his Hepatitis C website and uh, Disabled Vet, Benjamin Cross's website and... Of course, uh, Jim Strickland carrying on the uh, VA Watchdog site and that, uh, huh? Watchdog. Watchdog, yeah. And so, uh, plus the webs, uh, plus the VA has some good articles that they print in their Vanguard uh, page, and they have some blogs and some videos they do now, which I think are helpful. So I'm thinking more of my role, more becoming sort of a curator of 
finding that content and then uh, adding my own feelings or impressions of it and why I think it's worth sharing and then providing that on the website as well as, as keeping the forum as active and current as possible. That's kind of free what folks, I'm thinking. Three folks don't know the Vanguard is the VA's own magazine they put out. Yes. You can find one at, you you can find one at your local VA hospital. You see in the restrooms. <laughs> but there's some, you know, I mean, hey, you know, all information is you know, is you 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 know, it's it's good to get all the information you can and since there's a lot of information out there I just I'm tending to think of myself more in a curation role more than uh maybe an author. And you should uh, write a book. You should write a book. You should yes, write a book the about story your of my life entitled should. I Should Be Dead by Now, but I'm not. No. <laughs> That's the you title the of my book. book. You write the book and I'll produce the movie. Yeah, that'll be the day. <laughs> uh. I got a couple of questions for the membership or a couple of uh, action articles. Uh 2014 defense budget had a writer on there that stated that veterans with 100% permanent total disability would be able to fly a space available travel. After the bill was signed, they had so many days to get this thing implemented. I've heard nothing about it. Other folks are asking about it. If anyone out there knows about this or has seen something, please go on to it and PM me and let me know. I, think, I bet uh, it went to committee. That's where bills go to die. No, no, it, it was signed. It was signed. It was in, it was signed off by POTUS signed the bill part of the, and it was in there. So now no, after that, and it was part of the defense bill. Yes, it was. So well, somebody's sitting on it or something. Seen that in both stores. Yeah, so I'm I need to start asking representatives what happened with action the bill because once it's signed, it's law. So they can't just up and throw it away. It's law. And what else do you want us to find out? What else do you want us to scurry around and research for you? No, 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 no. That's just, uh, uh, you know, in general. No, I'm know. teasing you. I'm teasing you, dude. Oh, okay, okay. Well. I'm, I'm joking with you. I'm sorry you can't see my face, so you can't see my little grin. Ah, and... uh, okay. Okay. How's the fun headed campaign, T-Bird? Are you getting help? Yes, people are helping. It's It's been very great, and I'm really so hopeful that maybe by May of next year that I can end it and go okay. back to fully funding it from revenue. But uh, <clears throat> we'll see. But people have been very generous, and, and, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm very, very thankful because, after all, I'm... I'm not a five oh one three, it's not tax deductible and uh and uh I think a lot of people have been with me long enough that they I guess they figure, you know I've already put so much into it, it's not like I'm going anywhere. Yeah. 
I want to give a shout out before we close the show, Gerald, uh, to uh, our producer, Stretch, who's uh, under the weather the last few days. Uh, get yourself better, Stretch, and get back on the air. Yeah, he had to go back into Fayetteville uh, to the hospital there uh, to get some biopsy done on his lungs, so... He's, uh, it's always one thing or another. Well, this has been a rough year for him. Very it rough. It has been a rough year for him. He's, uh, he's had a rough time of it. He, well, he's pretty doggone sick. And, uh, he's having a lot of trouble with his med medications, uh, not getting them adjusted outright for him or something. So just let him get back on his feet and get him back. Yeah, hope to get him back going here. Yeah, Yeah, meds are a tricky business and they can really interfere with your well-being. Yeah, it's going to get you chemically. Seen them take a month in the hospital to get mad squared away sometimes. Uh, oh, yeah, I've seen that. Uh, so it's not uncommon. Uh, yeah, you're and right, you know, Frank, it, Yeah, I mean, not that, the, not that you shouldn't take them, because, you know, really, honest to God, uh, if you need the meds, you should take them. But, uh, if something happens, you screw them up, or they get screwed up through no fault of your own, uh, it can, or they interfere, they start you on something new, which causes some weird stuff. I mean, it's very, it's a lot to keep track of. Well, it is, yeah. for, for that, especially if you take a lot of meds, uh, that's where you get in trouble. Uh, some, uh, let's see, you have someone that's, uh, I like an internal medicine doctor on the outside. I uh, always uh, recommend someone to have a good internal medicine doctor on the outside. But, however, a lot of performances, uh, you can take a list of your meds to them, and I've, I've called and talked to several, and they're always uh, too glad to uh, go over your list of meds with you and, and make suggestions. Of course, uh, that's between you and your doctor whether you follow them suggestions. But, uh, but at least it will help up. you start the conversation with your doctor. Well, absolutely. And, and uh, uh I'm a firm believer in always scrutinizing all your meds, and any time you can get off one, that's all the better. But if if it's something you need to be taking, you better doggone be taking it. It's there to benefit you. Right, and if yeah. you do need to come, if you do want to come off something, a doctor can take you off it in a safely safe way. Yes, please don't just. Yeah, Put yourself on and off medicines. That's just so not good. Ooh, they yeah, that's dangerous. That's really dangerous. Very dangerous. Uh, 
come off of them with your doctor's support. And uh, if you don't feel like you... Go ahead, Peter. This happened to me last month. Uh, I saw the doctor on a Tuesday. He reordered my antidepressants. And unbeknownst to me, on a Thursday, the pharmacist canceled them. So I started to go through withdrawal. And I waited like a week because I kept thinking they were coming in the mail. Uh And I finally ended up at the emergency room. And uh, they're the ones who told me the pharmacy canceled. Uh, Now, why the pharmacy canceled it, I never found out. But I did finally get it straightened out. That should be an 1151 claim or a tort claim. Yeah, well, you know how they always get you this is, uh, no, uh, what's that no harm was done? What's that? No harm, no That's error. Administrative error. Administrative error didn't Mm. really cause you any problems. But what I was going to say is, is if the pharmacy does, or the mail, for whatever reason, your your meds don't come. Don't wait till you start going through withdrawal. Just go right to the emergency room or your doctor and get it done. Because if if that happens yeah. to me again, I'm not waiting. Because I, I what I went through, I I you know I, I shouldn't have. I've had uh, real good luck uh, because I've had that happen to me on several different of my meds. Uh, for whatever reason, the preponderance uh, uh, down at uh, Muskogee or where, whoever decides that I don't need one or another, and uh, I always get right on there and contact them through uh, my healthy vet because I can mm-hmm. communicate directly with with uh, my primary care team doctor and and. Uh, They've never failed me. They've always come right through and got got it squared away uh, real quick. Uh, like if I'm looking well, for a man, I'm running low on it. And I say I get a hold of them and uh, through my healthy bed, and and they're on it, uh, Johnny on the spot. Uh, they get it done. Right. Yeah. I mean, if I well, you know, here, this is what because my prescription was running out. So I had to see my psychiatrist, so I did. So he gave me my prescription, so I gave it to the pharmacy. And then two days later, part-time pharmacist canceled the order. At that point, I think what was supposed to happen, it, now this was unbeknownst to me at all. I didn't know anything about this. So I'm just at home waiting for them to come in the mail. And... What was supposed to happen is the pharmacist is supposed to let the doctor know, and then because the pharmacist said it needed to be rewritten, written more part of a complex order or something. So, uh, but that is apparently where something fell down in the system because the doctor never got notified. And so the doctor never knew that I never got my antidepressants, and then I had to explain to him, and they were like, 
yeah, we saw you went to the emergency room, and I'm like, yes, because I didn't get my eye. Then they thought that it had got fixed, but it hadn't got fixed. Anyway, it took a long time, but the dog got fixed. But I still don't know what happened, why the pharmacist didn't let the doctor know. Well, mine don't show up when I think they should. I get a hold of them, and they always uh, check. They'll say, well, it's on its way or something. Uh, yeah, I'll like, never try to white-knuckle it again like that. That was just yeah. too much. But I've had oh. good luck with my primary care. Now, this depends on your primary care uh, there to be a. If you have a good uh, rapport with them, through my healthy vet, which I do, uh, and it's paid off a lot, uh, especially keeping my meds flowing like they're supposed to, uh, then uh, it, it pays off. It, it depends on uh, your primary care. Uh, if you got a bunch of sleepy heads there, you can be in trouble. That's true. Right, that's true. Well, folks, we're out of time, Joe. Really? Already? Yeah, already. <laughs> I, I just woke up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's a nice talking with you folks this morning. I hope I didn't I'm glad you interrupt your show too much. No, thank you. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, Happy New Year. I mean, uh, this is our New Year show, I guess, or end of the year show. But uh, right, I don't, I don't think we're having a New Year's Eve show because none of us can stay awake long later. <laughs> on. Yeah, we won't make it. <laughs> I'm sure we. Dick Clark will have to handle it himself. <laughs> Well, John, he, 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 John, he could probably stay up till midnight, can't he? Uh, yeah, it's usually normal for me. I don't go to bed at 2 or 3 o'clock anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, yeah, well, so. When's the next show? That's uh, the next show. Next show will be next. It's a little publicity. Next show will be Wednesday. Next show will be next Wednesday. I don't know who we're going to have on. I have a a couple that was waiting uh, for after the first of the year. I don't know how soon that'll be. So you've heard it here. We're going to have a mystery guest first week of January. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, a mystery guest. It'll probably be a primetime show, T-Bird. Oh, and a primetime show at that. Oh, that's right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's going to be a prime time. I think there's a little better listenership that way. Yeah, we can yeah, look at those numbers than we have. Yeah, okay. we might try some new tactics here in 2015. Who knows? All right. Well, you guys, thanks for listening. I do, uh, Gerald, thanks for hosting this show. And T-Bird, well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, Thank all the people there that had it. Uh, thank you all for participating, and uh, uh, we hope to get you more involved here in 2015, and uh, wish you all well with your claims. Uh, 
by golly, uh, stay there and uh, keep fighting them. To, uh, try to get things right so you don't have to do it but once. That's the main thing. And, uh, John, you want to play our closing commercial? You've been listening to the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Bachelor Show.